It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We've been talking throughout the show today uh, about a lot of what we're focused on moving through these primary races, moving into the fall and the midterm elections. And really want to go back to a conversation we had with Megan McArdle from the Washington Post earlier. And this is, again, equal opportunity offender. Both sides have, have played this game of, hey, you know, what we really want is an easier race for the fall. So rather than take on an opponent uh, who is strong, who is smart, uh, let's let's give some help to the the extreme candidate, whether that's extreme left or extreme extreme right. Let's help them win their primary, uh, so then we can win in November, and gain seats and gain power. And this has uh, been happening for years. Uh, there's always the the meddling. Uh, and as a political consultant, I always say just that's too cute by half, uh, and be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Uh, and we, we've seen it. We've seen it come back to bite Republicans. We've seen it come back to bite Democrats. Uh, even 2016, I think there were many, uh, including the Democratic nominee, Hillary Clinton, who really wanted a matchup with Donald Trump. And that's what they got. And they lost. Uh, and so we've seen it over and over again. And in particular of late, we've heard from the Democrats, uh, particularly those who have been on the January 6th committee, uh, the the hand-wringing and the doom and gloom of the Constitution's hanging by a thread. Uh, we have people out there who are existential threats to our democracy and our freedom and our constitutional form of government. Uh, we cannot have those people in office or in power in any way, shape, or form. And I think we all should agree with that. But then you can't turn around and donate hundreds of thousands of dollars to an extreme candidate, someone who you would say is an existential threat to our constitutional republic. Just because you want to win, just because you want to hold on to power. That kind of situational ethics is no ethics at all. Megan McArdle said, look, that's, that's not principle." If if you've lost your principles, you've you've lost it all. I always go back to uh, a man for all seasons, and you know the the ultimate question of would of what would you sell out for? And you know the those great lines, you know, it doesn't profit you anything if you gain the whole world and sell your soul. You know, would you do it for some political position in Wales? No. Would you do it just for the balance of power in? the House of Representatives, or control of the United States Senate? No. The answer has to be no. And so we we have to call it out for what it is. Uh, and it's wrong. Uh, and it seeds the moral high ground. If there's any left in politics, I don't know that either side really is standing on much of anything. They both might be on some pretty small anthills. Uh, we are not in the peaks and mountaintop 
territory when it comes to our politics right now. Uh, but this is a this is a new high and low uh, to on one hand, you know, call extreme candidates this existential threat, and then go fund them because you think you can beat them and hold on to power. We also talked with Megan McCardle about this whole principle that I've been telling you about and warning you to watch for as we move into the fall, and that is how often people become the thing that they're fighting against. And we've seen it over and over throughout history. We've seen candidates who have said they were going to be different, that they were going to go in on uh, a higher level of dialogue, that they were going to get rid of the nastiness and divisiveness and yet they can't make a social media post without having a disparaging word or uh, using some kind of pejorative every time they mention their opponent's name. Or who becomes so obsessed with what they're against that you have no clue what they're for. And so ultimately, as we look at that, and part of my conversation with Megan McCardle is we have to get a point, and yes, we can call out political parties, and we can call out specific politicians who are playing those games. And I do applaud those Democrats who have come out and said to their own party, that's wrong. That is not the way to win. And again, they, uh, particularly in that Michigan third congressional race, the Democrats cheered and cheered uh, this candidate who had voted for impeachment. They said, oh, finally, there's somebody with real morals and values in the Republican Party. Uh, There's a statesman. There's someone who takes serious their oath to uphold the Constitution above all else. There's someone who's willing to do what's not popular with party or party bosses or the public. And then, and then they turn around and spend half a million dollars, more than his opponent spent, to make sure he lost and he lost in the primary. And so then we have to look at the mirror, the we, the people side of this equation. And what are, what are we doing? Why is it that as voters, we continue to reward bad behavior? I mean, that is parenting 101. Any of you who have survived a toddler or a teenager, you know you can't reward bad behavior. Because every time you reward bad behavior, guess what? The behavior perpetuates and it gets worse as it goes. And yet that's exactly what we're doing with our politicians. We continue to reward bad behavior. We reward those who do the most outrageous things, the outlandish things, the divisive things. And how do we reward that bad behavior? We reward it with clicks and likes and shares and campaign donations and our votes. Because we want to hold on to power too. And so we validate the bad behavior. There's also a flip side to that that is equally disturbing and troubling to me. One of the most common things I hear over and over and over from voters all across the country is, I want to vote for somebody who will stand up, who will say no when it's the right thing to say, who will 
tell off their own party when they're wrong, who will take unpopular stances, whether that's unpopular with voters or with the public, and on and on the list goes. And it seems that everybody's all in on that, right up to the point that politician does something that they don't necessarily agree with. And rather than saying, well, I may disagree with that, but she's standing on principle, or he's doing what he said he would do, or, yep, I can applaud that because that is standing up to the oath of of, uh, the Constitution, or going against what the party or the party bosses want them to do. But guess what we do as voters? We vote them out. And that's part of the problem. So on one hand, we're rewarding bad behavior that's leading us to a kind of elected official that is more concerned about the performative and getting attention than they are the substance of good public policy. And we're punishing those who actually do stand on principle and those who do take the hard vote and those who do say no when something is wrong or isn't within their realm of responsibility. And so part of this question actually is a we the people question. Yes, the the parties have hit a new high and lows uh, when it comes to being absolutely hypocritical uh, and in trying to manipulate things solely for the sake of power. And we the people continue to validate and reward such bad behavior by keeping them in power because we're afraid of what happens to us if the people we like lose power. But that's the ultimate test. And as Megan McArdle told us earlier today, you either have principles or you don't. And we should reward the people that do. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today, right here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. KSL FM Midvale, KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.